Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com because the influx of call buying is historical. We're living through history right now. And I wonder if this is the first stage of the first climb that we saw in the NASDAQ in 98, 99, 2000. I wonder if this was one more push lower to really get the bubble accelerated. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we have Jack Roberts from Simpler Trading back on the line, and he and I are going to be talking about these crazy market moves that we're experiencing right now. Jack, what in the world is going on out there? Chris, good to see you, my friend. Always nice to uh, see you in the mornings here, get rolling on the uh, podcast and talking oh, yeah. about the markets. Craziness for sure. <sighs> You know, we so, talked about. <laughs> oh no, no, no! no. I, I was just going to say that before the episode started, Jack and I were talking about like these these moves are, are insane, right? The uh, the Nasdaq could be up two percent in the morning and the down two percent in the afternoon, and it's like what what I said to him was these are not bull market moves; these are bear market moves. And and he started laughing, and I'm like, well, hey, wait a minute, maybe he knows something I don't know. All right, Jack, lay it on me. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go down. Let's go down memory lane for the past five days. And if you look <laughs> at a if you look at a 15 minute chart on the NASDAQ, it clearly looks to me like we are just continuing to um, entertain is a good word, entertain the retail trader. And what's happening is uh, market makers and hedge funds. And there's a small difference. Right. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Market makers are having to continue. And I see this happening through 2021, too, uh, is maintaining their gamma. Right. So every time you have retail traders buying out of the money calls or, uh, you know, going going hard and heavy into some Delta 70 calls, uh, each market maker, every time that stock goes up, they have to buy the stock because they have to maintain and hedge their gamma. So what's happening there is that's causing these huge 200, 300 point moves in the NASDAQ on the intraday and overnight um, because what, what's happening right now is, is a lot of give and take. And it reminds me of something that we did at Simpler Trading last week. We had a, uh, a, a an open theater uh, at the movie theater showing of Gladiator just to get together. It's been a while, right? Quarantine, social distancing. So we're just being careful, but it was nice to see everyone. And, and the whole time we were watching, you know, Gladiator, that movie that came out whenever we were younger, right? Mm -hmm. Epic movie. Yeah, couldn't stop thinking about the stock market. Now I'm biased because I'm a trader and uh, an expert in my field, but there's there's got to be a saying, and I came up with it. This market 
is for professionals and gladiators only. Uh, and, and I say that che- uh, tongue in cheek. It's, it's, it's just kind of one of these things where, you know, last time we talked, flight, flight to safety was fangs. Mm-hmm. Uh, flight to safety could be bonds, it could be gold, but that also is shaky territory. And what's challenging about this market and fun about this market is you have so much volatility that the options market is just, um, in my eyes, I, I couldn't think of a better time to be jumping into the options market. And, you know, even better if I was just watching my position size and sl- I mean, the best way to grow an account right now is just small position size because the volatility is there. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting at is we have so much happening. I wonder if we haven't even started to see uh, the bubble pop. Right. Okay. So, all right. So, all right. Right. So there's, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge the status quo because there's something to be said for the moves. And I wonder if all this government buying that I talked about in the first and second podcast with you, I wonder if that is even kicked in yet. I think what we're seeing is actually the market makers continue to heavily maintain their gamma and their positions because the influx of call buying is historical. We're living through history right now. And I wonder if this is the first stage of the first climb that we saw in the NASDAQ in 98, 99, 2000. I wonder if this was one more push lower to really get the bubble accelerated. And I and if this isn't a prediction of right or wrong. This is just an observation. It could totally tank and we could totally fail the 21 EMA and we could totally for the next month maybe just see a lot of back and forth chop kind of looking like a bear market beginning. But I'm of the mind that uh, one, the election coming up will just be volatility and we will not completely tank. Two, we've priced in a lot of the election already. And also, I don't think that it matters who we put in office. The market is not going to care. And I'm going to continue to say that I'm totally open to being wrong. I just I spend so much time on this and I wonder if the market is not only just going to not react, but that is where we will continue to have this, you know, nonsensical, doesn't make sense, uh, not uh, calculating, you can't really uh, put your finger on it. And then we just continue to attract call buyers. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to cause the cycle again. It's nuts. I'm excited about it. You know, it's like it's my favorite thing. Okay, okay, okay. You got a lot to unpack there. So let me let me let me back it up real quick. So when you're talking about gamma, right? So how does what do you mean by that, right? So so especially for the the more novice investors who are listening, right? You're talking about how everybody's buying calls, and maybe they are some of the people who are out there buying calls, right? What what gamma? What 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 in the gamma are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So whenever, whenever I say that, that's just a fancy word for like maintaining a position over the long term of being like market makers job is to create the market and make sure there's enough liquidity, not only in the indexes, but what we've seen like Zoom, Beyond Meat, a Peloton this morning could oh, yeah. just go, right? 
And what's happened, um, what that is, is just basically saying that um, for market makers to keep up with the influx of volume, they have to continue to buy the stock. And they're, if they don't buy the stock, then obviously the call buyer is just going to take all the market makers and hedge funds money, but they can't allow that. There has to be a market. And so basically it's a, it's a uh, highly technical way of saying that there's just back and forth give and take with the amount of buying for, from the retail trader and the amount of sacrifice that the market makers and hedge funds have to uh, bring into the market and make sure that they can equally keep up with the amount of retail trading uh, by buying stock because mm -hmm. uh, market makers, hedge funds, they're not buying a billion dollars worth of call options because they can't. They are merely stock entities, right? Um, and you know, hedge funds can do whatever they want to do, but market makers in general um, are continuing to buy the stock on every push down. And we see rotations naturally in the market. And every time we see a, a rotation out of tech, specifically Apple, Microsoft, Netflix, Google, um, uh, uh, Amazon, Apple. Yeah, I don't know if I said Amazon there. But those big names that are carrying the market, if that sees a rotation, the market makers go, okay, this is where we cash out too. And this is where we can also buy some more to cover mm -hmm. or, or uh, you know, forward looking, you know, what did we learn from last week? Uh, you know, it's just like as a retail trader, I think the basic principle to understand is the market makers are doing their very damn best uh, to create and continue to create liquidity because um, there is money to be made all over the place. And hedge funds know this. Uh, different capital entities know this. And this is going to be, you know, I think the the, tr the tailing end of this volatility that we'll see is probably in 2022 or 23. Oh, wow. So not only do I have a long-term kind of... Uh, prediction, exposure, however you want to call that. Um, but I also don't think that there's going to be a huge in, uh, decrease in volatility. That's not to say that we won't have a few stages of quiet time. Um, but I think that uh, it's very it's safe to say that there's going to be um, continued volatility for the next two years. I mean, unless something drastic happens, right? There's yeah, always yeah. the outlier. <clears throat> You know, I think that a lot of people got complacent with the market only going up, right? So we hit our bottom in March, and then it was like, especially the NASDAQ, it was up 75% since March. And it's like, how, how many days is that, right? It, it, close to 75 days or so, probably, trading days at least. And it's like, so I guess I could just expect to make 1% a day, right? That's just totally normal. That That's how stock trading should work. Stocks only go up. And I'm being sarcastic. Please don't take that as financial advice. And uh, because it only goes up, then I can just buy all the long calls I want and I'll be fine. Uh, and then, you know, last week happened and <laughs> things are kind of <laughs> fell apart. You know, I actually, I, I've been doing really well. Um, my, my trading had been on fire, hitting new all-time highs and everything else. And then, uh, you know, we started having those reversal days and I got out really quick. Uh, I started going short a little bit, and that did fine. And now I am—I'm all cash at the moment. I got—I got suckered in a couple of days ago too with the uh, with the move up, and then on yesterday's move back down, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna—I'm gonna cut my cut my trades here real quick. So I at this very moment am all cash. But as you know, that can change by the hour. So well, I'm I'm glad you said that because it brings up my next uh, little window 
let's talk about what happened on Friday and then just run through what happened this week following uh, this long weekend that we had. So on Friday, um, you know, I, I have uh, family members that I love and other retail traders that texted me and I wish I could show you the text like through here. I don't, uh, my, you know, things like family members, they're like, Hey, I bought AMD and Tesla. And I said, Hey, this was the wrong way to do it. This is the wrong day to do it. And yeah. they're like, bummer. And I said, the day to buy will be Tuesday. And so we flush on Friday and everyone, every retail trader is just like, uh, what's happening. I'm, I thought I was buying the dip Thursday, Friday dip. Yeah, yeah. Monday we're closed Tuesday. We come in and we tank. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So then you go, okay, those existing positions from Friday in AMD or Tesla, which are great examples, actually. Um, they continue to go through. And then on Wednesday, we have a huge update, 400 points on the NASDAQ. And then what happens there is whoever held on to their position from Friday was like, oh, thank goodness, I'm going to get out for a small loss if they held. But what happened was the majority of those holders had to get out because there's so much fear in the market whenever mm -hmm. something like that happens. But what it did was also on the other end, on Tuesday and Wednesday, it that pullback brought in a ton of that call buying that we're talking about, uh -huh. but that was the double head fake. And yesterday and overnight today, we are getting not only a, a, a moderate flush, but th this is a prime example of the market bringing in retail traders on this hope that they're buying the dip and crushing skulls, mm, right? Yes. Like, and, and it's not, this is, I don't, I'm not trying to throw out declarative predictions. These are observations. These are real-time observations. So I wouldn't be surprised if we grind higher today because we have ripped out all those existing optimistic positions. Yeah. And, and, and you know, buying the dip and stuff, like, I don't know how many like trading books I've read, but they're they're the opposite of like the, the Warren Buffett approach of buy low, sell high, right? I don't buy the dip <laughs> when it crests a moving average or goes, you know, like it shows strength. That's when I'm buying. I am not buying things when they're when they're socked down. Like if it recovers and, you know, makes a couple moving averages or something like that, then I'm looking to go in. But like anyone who says buy low, sell high doesn't understand <laughs> the trading, right? Like they literally think, oh, I'm going to hold the stock for the next 75 years. And it's, of course, it'll go up and I'm sure it will. But, you know, you don't have to fight that battle. You know, you can just wait until the uh, the tide's working in your favor. So, yeah, that's Dude, uh, this is why there, I love there's you, a man. TV moment right there. <laughs> yeah, this is why I love you, because this is what happens is uh, this. If someone asked me what were the most successful positions of not only my week, but my year, you know, I've I've had a, um, a you know, a, a pretty a pretty good past 60 days, uh, just clearing 60K in 60 days. And to a lot of people that that may not be a lot of money, but I'm trading multiple accounts. And this was a small account that I was growing since July 7th. Um, and and I would tell any beginner trader or anyone that's interested in what I'm doing, um, you know, non-directional plays, strangles on the cues. Doesn't matter where your strangle is; it could be on the NDX, you know, SPX, anything like that. And then also, if you wanted to play long calls in high beta stocks like Peloton, that we're about to see, quite possibly rip 
past 100 this morning post earnings. Mm -hmm. um, the strategies I'm involving are low risk, like butterflies. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Great if they work out. No big deal if they don't. You're buying it for a small debit. With uh, with strangles in the queue specifically, that is one thing that I would be focusing on today because we are going to probably have another either severe pullback or we've already seen it. And the and the buy the dip uh, was something that maybe um, is going to be you know well rewarded next next week. There could mm -hmm. be a, another push higher. It would actually make sense to push higher next week and grind higher this morning. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, man, there's so much volatility that non-directional uh, is, as uh, comedian Tim Dillon would say, that's the move. Yeah. You know, I, I got burned so hard earlier in my trading career on iron condors. Like I, I thought that was like, like it, it's a can't lose strategy, right? <laughs> it can go up and go down or it can stay where it's at. Uh, but then I found out that no, it can lose and it can lose really bad uh, if you have no idea what you're doing, which I didn't. And uh, like when I did the analysis on my portfolio, I found that 90% of my lost dollars came from iron condors. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. So uh, so I only pay, play one side, right? Like I'll, I'll sell put spreads all day uh, when, when a stock is strong. So in your, what you're discussing there, like I would be very interested in selling some put spreads. However, right, looking at a chart, like everything, at least last time I checked, I mean, it's been it's been a full day. It could be anywhere at this point. But the last time I checked, everything's like below its uh, 10 and 20 day exponential moving averages. And to me, those those are where the strength is at. And if it's not above that, I, I'm definitely not selling selling put spreads. So, yeah. I mean, like like are we looking for the market to open up higher or lower? I'm I'm. I can't see a chart where I'm at. Uh, well, we're right now. We're pretty much just kind of moderately up. Uh, this is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, if we just uh, open up and we flush down, maybe the Nasdaq hits eleven thousand one hundred. So that'd be a hundred and fifty point blip, which would open us up a hundred points down in the Nasdaq. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting to see. You know, tech is like its own little stock market, and then you have these high beta <laughs> stocks that are just like they don't care if you know, like. Um, um, Chewy yesterday, we had tons of calls and we were selling put credit spreads on Chewy. Chewy, and the like dog food place? Yeah, yeah. What is this? Is this like pets.com 2000? What, what's going on here, Jack? Hey, you said it. So they had, <laughs> they had earnings. And what I did was uh, I bought, you know, second deviation iron, con iron condors around earnings. That's another mm -hmm. way to go about it. Um, because you know the expected move is such and such, and if my legs are outside the expected move, like I said, there's free money in the market, and that's attractive to retail traders. Any mm -hmm. retail trader or beginner trader that knows that is probably positioning themselves appropriately around that. Yeah, um, it's 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 such an interesting market. Um, I would say that you know the non-directional stuff can be rewarded. Second deviation wide iron condors. Yes, you pay more for them, but you know what? At the end of the day, um, you know, yes, we're seeing second deviation moves, and you put yourself in kind of like a, a situation where it could go wrong. But you know, you just uh, uh, two th two things you have to be in this market right now to trade iron condors successfully is you got to be super picky with the underlying mm -hmm. um, and then super picky with uh, with duration, time duration. Mm -hmm. I'm usually doing honestly, I'm doing very, very short duration iron condors. Like yeah. I, my, my iron condor that I put on yesterday expires today.
Oh, okay. That's even shorter than me, man. I've been trading seven days out sure. like on everything for a while now, um, just because of, of these kind of moves, right? I used to trade, you know, 30, 45 days out. And like half the time I trade 45 days out because that's a quote safe bet. And then, you know, it goes in the money and it loses and it sucks. And it's like, you know what, if the trend's up, I don't see any reason why I can't go shorter term and just go with this trend that's working for me versus waiting for it to turn around in the next month and a half. So yeah, yeah I get that. I, I, and I get that. I think a lot of people maybe that started out with Tastyworks um, kind of goes, okay, that 30 to 45 day pocket uh, is, is uh, statistically it's interesting, right? And every, every time that I talk to uh, Tom Sosnoff, um, it's one of those things where I admire the approach to the market with that. I, I admire the statistically proven higher probability trade. Um, but, you know, I, I'm very careful not to limit myself to those durations because the volatility uh, can can make you want to close out the, that position, let's just say, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Now, Jack, I know you got to go make some money on this market today. I, I, I only had you for 20 minutes and we reached our time limit. Jack, I tell you, Every time we talk, it's just like time flies, man. So I, I appreciate you uh, making some time for us today. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Chris. And let's go longer next time. What do you say? Uh, you know what? You make some time on your calendar for me next time. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. You know what? We're going to add, we're going to tack on 15 minutes. You know? There you go. All right. That sounds good. Well, Jack, I appreciate your time. Make sure everybody goes and checks out Jack over at simplertrading.com. And, uh, and really, thank you so much for tuning into today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss we upload more tools, tips, and tricks, and I have interviews with people just like Jack every single week. I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimminutStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimminutStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.